Okay, we're back. This is Kiddush Club, and uh, I know we usually come to you only once a week, but we are trying to follow up on what we said yesterday, which is bringing you some more information from the ground and from some of the upper tier. Uh, as we mentioned, we are in talks with several people who we are looking to bring onto the cast. One of them is someone we spoke to before. His name is Nidal Ganin. Nidal served in the IDF. He was in Special Forces. And he ended up also serving in the Secret Service in Israel. He was one of the bodyguards uh, responsible for protecting Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. And he's going to be joining us in moments. Just as an update, unfortunately, things are not any better. In fact, they seem to get worse. Some of the statistics seem to get worse. Uh, I do want to reiterate what we said yesterday, what, the way we began our cast yesterday. Uh, and I want to say again, it now more than ever, is our number one priority. All of us, all of us that aren't on the ground, that aren't boots on the ground, or even if you are in Israel, we should be davening, we should be praying, and we should be supporting in any way we can. Uh, we're going to be posting in the WhatsApp group uh, different links where you could actually send money. Uh, I'm speaking to people that are there on the ground, people who are in the IDF and people who are coordinating. And... Just as an example, I spoke to someone today, a few hours ago, and he said, I said, look, you know, we, we're sending we're sending toothpaste and we're sending, you know, all these different groceries. He said, we have a lot of supplies. We need money. Don't send us any more toothpaste. Send money. There are so many displaced people who have nowhere to go. They need money. And that's something easy that we can do. And it's not hard no matter how much money you have, no matter how much money you make, you don't have to be rich. Send whatever you can. And we're going to be putting those links. Please support them. Yeah, at least you know when you see the links uh, that they're verified, that we check them out, and your money is going to actually supporting uh, the people that are in need. Uh, now, you mentioned also that statistics are getting worse, but people need to remember that it's just statistics that are coming out from uh, from the last day of the holiday, from Saturday, from Sunday. Now we're finally getting to, to all those. So it's not like the situation is getting worse, but we are discovering what actually occurred. So while right. it's That's horrific, it's horrific, it's atrocious, but it's in the past. Uh, going forward, uh, things are looking up. Uh, control is being regained. Yes, uh, control the, is no control is regained. Done. Right. I, I don't know if there are actually still terrorists inside uh, Israel, but whatever it, it's you know it's obviously nowhere near as dangerous as it was, and the situation uh, is starting to look up. But now the world is kind of discovering what actually took place on those two days where we were kind of all in holiday mode and we didn't know we didn't have access we didn't have access to the media and you know what even those that were there had no access because it took time to discover so unfortunately and and uh, horrifically it, it's just coming out what actually occurred and the world is also getting to see that and literally moments ago uh, President Biden came, uh, uh, gave a speech, and reiterated his support for Israel, and reiterated his his stance that not only does Israel have a right to defend itself, but a duty. 
Yeah, in fact, I, I think I was just going to say, I think we'll play a little bit of it. Um, here it is. The brutality of Hamas, these bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. So this speech was great for two reasons, in my opinion. Uh, first of all, I want to say it was a great speech. Uh, Biden did a great job. I, I didn't know what to expect going in. The only critique I have is, of course, that he didn't mention Iran, even though we know Iran is, of course, the puppet master. But it was a very strong speech, and I almost couldn't ask for more. So that's number one that I'm thrilled about. And number two, he did his usual thing where he's talking low, looking down, and it just, I, I was waiting for him to mess it up, and he did not mess it up. I think he had Siata Deshmaya for this speech. It's the first speech he didn't mess up. Totally wrong. I think, I think that they supersized the teleprompter because <laughs> you can see him squinting at it. Whoever wrote, Kudos to whoever wrote the speech, right? The message is on point. Uh, I think it shows uh, overwhelming support for Israel. I think sending an aircraft carrier to the Middle East is also a huge show of support. And, you know, it's appreciated. Don't think, you know, you have to remember that we don't have a, a, a precedent for this because there was never such, ne this never occurred. This is 50 years we have never had something like this, right? Where it's just wanton killing, just butchering. You know, and it's 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 senseless and it's hate fueled and it's no agenda. It's just let's destroy. It's just let's break in and kill and, and maim and murder and do whatever we can just because we hate Israel and we hate Jews. So we've we have no precedent for it uh, in our lifetimes, you know, and the only thing that comes to memory is just the situation that took place over over the Holocaust, Rahman al and and you know I've seen like people say, you know, did you ever wonder how six million Jews were 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 killed, and everybody knew how to, how is it possible? You know how it's possible, like this, like times like these where people just don't get up and speak out or do enough or or come out strongly enough because there's a lot of people that are saying, well. You know, the Palestinians have been struggling in their open-air prison. How could you even speak? Don't even speak. If you can't say something intelligent, just remain silent and at least appear somewhat coherent. Because when you talk and, and, and support or even justify or even entertain the, the, the Palestinian cause, you, you, you it's just... It's idiotic. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I do want to reiterate, uh, I know there are, at this point, I know there's many, uh, Gedolim repeating this as well, uh, there's many yeshivas that are saying it. Uh, if you have a child 
that has social media, specifically Instagram, TikTok, now would be a great time to remove it. Uh, there are, first of all, if they have a device that's unfiltered, of course, in line with all the Gedalim, and, and just even in line with the American uh, Psychiatric Association, you, you, your child should not have unfettered, unfiltered access to the internet. It's just way too dangerous. So if you've, if you've never done it before, I urge everyone listening, get in touch with TAG. They can help you. They can filter your devices. That's number one. But if you're not ready for that or, or you, you, know, you, just, you don't have access to it, whatever it may be, make sure your children don't have social media. Uh, unfortunately, this is a war. Uh, it's, a, it's a terrorist war. It's a terrorist campaign. Part of terror is striking fear in the hearts of the enemy. Striking terror. And that's their goal. And they've already promised that they are going to be using social media to up their game and to increase the terror. The, the only way they win, the only way that works is if we bow to it and if we subscribe to it. If we turn it off and tune it out, they cannot have that over us. Make a Kabbalah for right now. Take it off your kids' devices, and while you're at it, you probably should take it off your device too. It's just not healthy. Focus on positive, positive, positive. Davin, give money like we said. Forget about what the terrorists are saying and what the videos that they're releasing. It's not healthy. Yeah. The warnings have already come out that they have video. I'm getting it's psychological warfare. That is That's it. what what they're using. That's what they want to to promote. They want to weaken the mindset of Jews everywhere, right? And when we do watch, and certainly if we forward something, we're only giving it a bigger platform. Now there is the other side that you know of people saying the world does need to know. The world needs to see, right? I feel like whoever's listening doesn't need to be that harbinger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't yeah. think our audience is, has that task. You guys stay mentally healthy, right? Just take it off your phone. Don't watch. Uh, and it's hard because everybody wants to see. We've said this last time. Everybody wants to know. Like, I got to know. I got to see. I, I, I have no, to feel that, it. That's what they have but us for. We're right. doing it for you, okay? <laughs> we'll, we will... It will filter through us. We'll let you know about any major things that go on. There's nothing major. Well, actually, no, that, that's incorrect. Baruch Hashem, now we're starting to get more information, and we're starting to hear of the tremendous miracles that happened. Uh, I'm sure you saw that there was uh, something going around about several uh, kibbutzim that, well, I think that they were Shoma Shabbos kibbutzim, and they had uh, sealed themselves up for Shabbos. Um, nobody was hurt in those kibbutzim. You know, there's... I'm sure you saw that uh, that story about the retired, I think it was he, uh, a commander, a military commander, 61-year-old, who went into uh, join the fighting and saved, you know, countless people. So here it is, actually, a 61-year-old retired IDF major general. Uh, his name's Yair Golan. He rescued two young adults hiding under a bush after 260 of their friends uh, didn't make it. He answered a call from a journalist that his son was hiding under fire, and he said, give me his location and I will bring him home. An hour later, the son called his father from Golan's car. This is a, this is a hero. These are uh, Jews who are sacrificing their lives to save and protect other Jews. I can't think of a more, a bigger Kiddush Hashem that somebody could make 
these people deserve our respect and support. And there was also a picture of the oldest IDF reservist who is at the age of 95. Did yes. you see that? Yes. <laughs> we're, Everybody we're wants laughing. to serve. Yeah, exactly. We're not laughing to demean him, Chaz Shalom. We're laughing because it's unbelievable that everyone, all of us, just feel like we need to do something. What can we do? What can we do? We're here. Uh, I actually spoke to uh, someone who I know who's in the IDF who has a family member who lives right next to, in one of these uh, areas, right next to Gaza. He had been in Yerushalayim for the holidays when he got an alert about what was going on. Without thinking, without discussing, with even with his higher-ups, he got in his car on the Yontif, he put on his uniform, he drove straight there, took out his machine gun, and went, joined whoever was there, and just started shooting. And Bar Hashem, he was able to also save many lives. You know, we're going to start hearing the stories of some of these heroes. And of course, it, you know, we have to remember, and we said this last time, Hashem doesn't sleep. He doesn't take naps. He's watching over us. And sometimes, you know, terrible things can happen. But we know how the story ends. And we know that Hashem's on our side. And, you know, you have to really give it up for the people that, live in these areas like why do they live in these areas it's so close to gaza it's so dangerous but to them right just being in israel being in the holy land they want to occupy every inch of it and you know it's interesting they're because making, when they're making a chazaka they're showing this is we're making a chazaka on the land and That's i'm just doing. saying you know we we don't deal with any of this right we don't deal with the fear with the 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 with the danger that they have literally every single day of their lives and and when mashiach comes these people like they're going to have a front seat no matter who they are because their whole life is a sacrifice for Eretz role that's their life 100% true 100% right and I think as time goes by, we're going we're gonna to be hearing more of it. Uh, I think uh, as well, we have to be prepared to understand that as Israel responds, and they've been responding, I'm sure you've seen the videos uh, of these precision, precision strikes that Israel is uh, unleashing on Gaza. We have to be prepared. Halakha, Esav, Sainas, Yaakov, right? That the non-Jews, uh, many of them, especially the ones that come from Yishmael, are going to continue protesting and then can continue, you know, ramping up their rhetoric. We have to be on our game. We have to be aware. We have to be alert. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking extra precautions for, for all of us and our families. There's nothing wrong with it. It's something that we should be doing all the time, not just now. And it's, but it's but also worldwide. So it's worldwide. If you live in a Jewish community, if you don't, if you identify as a Jewish person, you just have to keep your eyes peeled, which means exactly. don't don't be on your phone while you're walking in the street. Right? right. I think that's, that's a right. safe... And you know what? It was me. By the way, I'm talking about myself. I'm like, I'm looking down at my phone and like, maybe I should be paying attention to what's happening around me at this time and place. <laughs> yes. Because... Yes. because <laughs> and I said that you know, the truth is you don't know what's coming from what direction. Just keep a, alert. Be aware. That's it. You don't need to be blindsided. 
and not that it not that it's going to happen but just in case you just always want to be alert certainly when you're outside you left plenty of time with your phone indoors <laughs> agreed and perfect timing we now are joined by nidal ganim he is from elite vision security uh he is a former secret service to uh prime minister benjamin netanyahu as we mentioned also uh, ex-special forces in the idf uh thank you nidal for joining us thank you so we wanted to bring you on just because most of us have these questions that we really don't have answers to and we just wanted your perspective as someone who comes from that world so i think the first question that all of us want to know is in your estimation how is it possible that this surprise attack was able to happen to a country that prides itself on being so advanced in intelligence hey you know it's really the one billion question that everyone asks you know is not the one million question the one billion no one have a clear answer for this question but uh, you know it's can be can be three different answers one answer it's really because the enemy they find the weak point that we have in army israel in israel regarding the the, the few months and the last one year all the huge conflict in army israel between the yamin and the small and uh, you know uh, and you know this is the weakest point that army israel have since i think yomat smot wow so you're united. saying the fact that there was no unity Right. Hashem brought this on to us. Hey, listen, I assuming many religious people listening to your podcast now, and you know, I I, I assuming like over one hundred people asked me this question in the last three days, and my answer is all oh, really because we're not gonna be united. Hashem blind everybody and just happen to become to be united. Amichad Yadachat, and not give all our enemies in the Middle East this opportunity to destroy us or you know they announce in the media no one can confirm that, that the, the intelligence get information from Egypt and maybe from different resources that's going to be have attacked and we didn't take it seriously because we're busy in the inside problems in Israel now between Yamin and Small and all the court you know, they want to change the court system and all this stuff. And we was very busy in the West Bank. No one really thought Hamas can do that to us. And God knows we're gonna know. We're gonna we're gonna know soon if it's true or not, if it's a myth or not. And uh, you know, or sometimes if you underestimate the enemy, you know, you know this feeling like Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is having the same. They told us the Arab countries gonna attack us. We said no, it's not gonna attack us. Not enough uh, strong. They not enough have the weapons. Not enough have the 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 power to do it. And at the end of the day, they attacked us. But let me tell you something. What happened three days ago is worse than Yom Kippur. Why? This war wasn't between soldiers and to soldiers. It wasn't between army to army. What happened here? Hamas came in and he killed babies and killed women's and they destroyed families you know and this is never happened in Israel never happened Yomat Smaut war and Yom Kippur Shishtayami Lebanon West Bank is never over 1,000 1,200 people died and over 300 people kidnapped it's never 
And my answer to your question, you know, I don't know. It's a hard one. It really, it really is a hard one because even some of the former uh, soldiers that would work that post were saying that, you know, in 2014, when there was conflict in that same area, they were, you know, that border wall is so sensitive that if a pigeon flew by, the entire civet would be woken up. I want to be careful with my personal opinion, because this is only my personal opinion. Okay, people can take it or leave it. Listen, the, the, the fact that the most sensitive border in Israel, more than Lebanon and more than Syria and more than Jordan and Egypt, this is Gaza border. Because in Gaza border, you know, it's like almost 2 million Palestinian, very small property and more than half is Hamas and, and, and hate us and want to kill us and destroy us, the most sensitive border in Israel should be the most strong border. It's thousands of combat teams should be there 24 hours, 7 days a week. Doesn't matter if Shabbat, holiday. The fact that Hamas came in, thousands, and the first IDF soldiers show up there and start to protect the 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 civilians was six hours and in some villages over 12 hours something seems to me is weird why this is not only intelligence that you get intelligence before or not we here we have three different fashlot fashla that mean you know you know what is fashla right no fashla that we, we have three different uh, huge mistakes that uh, that uh, we went in one the intelligence right we not get intelligence before second after hamas came in and start to shoot and to kill our people the first time soldiers show up and try to protect the, the civilians was after six hours this is something very weird right yes because of that you know my opinion if really we we get the information before and we don't did anything with that I don't know. Maybe we we allowed that happen to us. So after that, to do huge operation against Hamas and Iran and Lebanon, I hope. And all the sorry words are gonna, you know, a lot of people died, but at least when I get something like big after that to destroy all this organization, maybe. But we never know. We need to wait couple of days, couple of weeks to see if really we're going to destroy Hamas and Iran and uh, and uh, Hezbollah. That's Other a very ones. bold, that's a very bold theory, Nidal. But, but let me ask you a question. How do you see Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu coming out of this? I was about to get to that. One second. Nidal, before we continue, is your family safe? My family since God is safe. They're in the north. But uh, no one's safe now in Israel because it's not only the south with Hamas. We just they fire rockets over 20, 30 rockets today from Lebanon. My family in the north is not far from the Lebanon border. I have two brothers. They already joined the the, the special forces. At least, you know, they're ready to fight. Right now it's safe. Let's pray to stay safe. Uh, 100%. Yeah, so back to the uh, the question, uh, do you think that Netanyahu should step down right now? Let's start with that. Like, uh, you mean if Netanyahu can 
and stay to be progressive. Well, before we even do that, do you think Netanyahu should say, the, you know, this, this is on me, I need to step down. This was the worst tragedy in Israel's history. Uh, we're in the middle of this war, right? If we need to win, we don't, we don't need to go through this, uh, you know, this now. We need, he's the prime minister, we have the head of the army, we have all the people in the positions. Let them do the job right. Let, let them fix the mistake that they made for all of us. There's no question that all of them made a huge mistake for the Israel uh, citizens. Where is the intelligence? Where is the army? Where is the, the, the leadership? Right. You know, in Israel, you have intelligence agencies. You need to announce and to aware the army and the government. The army need to protect all the civilians. The, the government need to lead, to be the leaders, to make decisions. Right now, three of them, they, they made a huge mistake. Three of them. Why three of them? We know about intelligence. We will not get the information before. We not did anything with that. The army, they wasn't ready to protect the most sensitive border. And the government, you know, they're responsible months and years before to protect our borders, to make this decision to protect the borders. Now, now three of them, they failed. But we can't, we can't say anything. We need in this moment to fight, to be strong. We need the government to make decisions how to win. We need the army to fight in the field and to get all the Hamas and Hezbollah and other country now threat Israel. And we need our intelligence to sell, to, to, to bring for us more information. After that, no one should, you know, go better. Or every, after after that, or, that, go home. Right. Once we win, once we win this war. Died and over 200 people kidnapped. It's, it's, is not coming with, with, with you know, with res this responsibility have name, okay, and position and chair. And these people should leave this chair and this position. Got it. Got it. And Mivin now, Yavin. Yeah. And Mivin now Yavin. Like, we, 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 we can't, we can't disloach. This is something you can't disloach. You can't forgive. You can't imagine, you know, one of the, former uh, Shin Bet uh, leaders, they just, I saw the interview this morning, they said what they did more than that the Nazi did for us in World War II. In what way? Oh, you're saying worse. worse. The barbarism. The yes, barbarism yes. The, is just, it doesn't Nazi. compare. Yes, yes, yes. I said the same thing. I wanted to shift for a second. I know you pressed for time. I wanted to ask you, you know, Israel is saying that they're going to be invading Gaza. You know, Netanyahu said that they're going to do it. How are they going to do this? I mean, this is a this is a a, a, a city that that is everybody lives right next door to each other. There's civilians and terrorists in the same house. What, what, and now Bibi is saying he's telling everyone in Gaza get out, go to Egypt because we're gonna we're gonna destroy Gaza. But then you're not getting the terrorists and you're not getting the hostages. So what what do you think they're planning here? Listen, first we need we don't need to think in this moment about the hostages. If you think about them, you can't do anything in the field. And you can't make any change and you can't do anything. You need to, to act and to fight that no hostages. It's, it's, it's big. I know it's big. I know it's a huge, all that story. And I assuming this is what they're thinking there in the government and in the army. If they're thinking about hostages now, you can't do anything. You can't bomb them. You can't fight with them. You know what I mean? You need wow. to be in focus to take over down 
Hamas from, from, from 100 to zero. We don't need to hear about Hamas organization anymore after this war. This is one. How to do it? Listen, with the most, uh, you know, uh, with the most human beings army in the world, before we attacked, we always announced, leave the building, give your house, we're going to attack. I didn't hear army in the world like IDF. You know, look what happened in, in Ukraine. You think when they attacked and they attacked buildings, they took the, the civilians leave the building? It's still in this moment, before we attacked any building, we took all the civilians leave the building. We're going to attack you the next one hour, the next two hours. But you know what I mean? We need to destroy all what they have. All but the bases. But how exactly the are they going to do that? Like, how do they how do exactly? it practically? Especially if they're giving warnings. If they're giving warnings and the terrorists know exactly where the army is going to strike, how do how is it effective? I tell you how it's effective. In the end of the day, all the Hamas guys is not going to leave. They're going to stay there. They're going to be prepared with the army when they come in, you know, through the land, not only through the air. And if you tell all the civilians, just leave, go to Egypt and leave, they're going to do it. If, if really, if really they want to listen, if they don't want to listen, we can't do anything with that. We need to fight. And to take Gaza down and Hamas down, we need to bomb them. You need to show them you're strong. You need to destroy all the tools that they have. Okay, all the command centers, all the bases. You need to stop to give them water, electric, and anything, you know, I just hear this morning, Egypt prepared to give them supplies and medical supplies. And Israel government told the, uh, Egypt, if you're going to do it, we're going to bomb your trucks. Wow. You know what I mean? This is the first wow. time I see really the government don't play games. And wow. they, this is what happened. Just Egypt, tell all the trucks to, to back to, to Cairo. Yeah. Wow. We need, wow. Yeah. That's Nidal, crazy. I have one. I have one more question. Does Hamas believe or even have a, a thought that they can win this? I mean, if you think about it, they're, they're, they're not formidable, and they're going up against one of the most powerful militaries. What's going on in their head? Do they think they're going to win, or they just want to fight? Listen, jihad, and go find out what that means, jihad. Jihad, that means people believe, I need to die. And if I'm dying, I'm going Heaven, you can't fight with jihad. Jihad believe I want to die. We believe we need to live. Like this is like life against death. You know what I mean? The 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 the, the easy way, the tough way. If you fight with somebody, he think his life is important too. But if you fight with somebody, he think if you kill him, he's win. This is a huge huge problem, right? Right. Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, all this. Three terror organizations, they believe in death. They're not going to leave this war if they're not going to die. This is the reason why I think uh, Hamas is going to stay in Gaza if all the civilians going to run away to Egypt. Because they believe they need to die. You know, if you shoot somebody and you kill somebody, you're going to thank you. Thank you, you kill me. You gave, you, do, you, did, you did a favor for me. I'm going to do it to heaven now, right? Shaheed. This is jihad. Shaheed. What is Shaheed? He believes he needs to die. And once you kill him, he's happy. How we need to? How you can deal and talk to these people? It's impossible. 
the only one way you can talk to these people just to fight to the end and to give him what he needs. Death. Wow. Wow. Powerful. Nidal, yeah. uh, if you the, to the people that are listening, you know, we have people who are listening uh, in Israel, we have people in the United States. Uh, just in your estimation, one of the things we said is we know, you know, I'm Yisrael Chai, we know that Hashem is on our side. Uh, just, is that, is that, what do you think about at this time in terms of Israel winning this war? Listen, I'm pretty sure Israel is going to win this war. Okay. The reason why all the past years, always Hamas and Hezbollah, they get more strong just because we humans and they're not humans. Ami Israel is a human being. They, 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 they respect human violence. They never kill children. They never kill women. We, we have the top human values. Ami Israel. The other side, you don't have that. They act like animals, right? And because of that, we're going to win. At the end of the day, or we're going to win the Hoshif. Light going to win the dark. This is one. Two, listen, I believe Amisrael wasn't united. We saw that in the last past months and year, right? This war going to bring Amisrael to be one hand again. And Hashem, he gave us a huge message. Guys, you're not united. You're fighting. Let's let's remember all the Qurban Bayit Roshon Vishini. Qurban Bayit Roshon Vishini in the history, it was because Am Israel wasn't united. If Am Israel was united, it's ne never going to happen, right? And now in 2023, I believe Am Israel, Hashem saw that again. We're not united. He gave us a huge message. Be united. I know a lot of people died, right? And kidnapped. And, and, and it's not easy, but this is a huge message to come to be united, shoulder to shoulder, one hand, and for sure we will win. But but we need we need we need to know we we can't allow that happen again to us. It's happened in World War II with the Nazis. It can happen again. That means we need to act to destroy Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran. And we discussed Iran, I think, a year ago. Now yes. Uh, yes, on the podcast, yes. Iran, by the way, Iran behind everything. I mentioned that. Of course. Here. Iran plan all these attacks. Iran give them the money, the weapons, training. And my my personal opinion, if we not cut Iran and they cut off the snake head, never is going to end. Not Hamas and, and uh, Hezbollah. Wow. And I don't know if you saw the message from Joe Biden. This, uh, yes. He didn't, mention, he didn't mention Iran. He did mention Iran, but he gave all the back to the United States and he, to Israel, sorry. And he knows that this war is, or, or, or we're going to be Israel, we're not going to be Israel. Existential, wow. existential fight, yes. yes. Exactly. And the. Uh, I wish, you know, everybody be healthy there, all our uh, soldiers and the people get hurt. And uh, I feel sorry for all the people, you know, killed and we, what we can do just to be strong. Yeah, clearly a tough time for B'nai Israel, for, for Jewish people tough, everywhere. Tough. It's, it's tough. I, I, I don't, 
I don't think people really here understand what's going on there, but I live in America now, but all my feelings, my thoughts, my heart, my experience, my life, my family, my friends in Israel, and I know exactly what's going on there. I wasn't this course before, not exactly the same ones, okay, in Gaza, Lebanon, but what's going on there? People feel like a Shoah, like they want to destroy the army Israel. People have this feeling, these thoughts. Shoah, Holocaust, they cut heads of babies. Imagine that, 2023. It's incomprehensible. Yes. And Iran behind all this. Iran, if the war not going to do something huge to take Iran down, if it's America, Europe countries, and Israel, every single country going to suffer from Iran, not only Israel, the States. Wow. Iran have hands everywhere. Have hands in Europe, South America, United States, everywhere. Yeah, that's what they're doing all day long. They're not having Olympics and they don't watch sports. All they do is plan for the downfall of the entire, you know, the Western world. Right. Because they believe in jihad. Jihad, that means to kill every single person, human being, is not the Islamic, uh, you know, I want to be careful, not all the Islamic countries, but this is what jihad believe in. You know what I mean? Right. To become now, we appreciate your friend. time so much. Yeah. Uh, I know you're very busy. I'm very sorry that I was bothering you so much, but I think it was important for people to get your perspective, and I think it helps people to hear from somebody who has firsthand knowledge, firsthand experience, and so I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Just want to say the last word, you know, Every single person can donate and really support Israel. This is the time. Everything. Because it's really it's a war to keep Israel alive or not. We're going to include links uh, on the show notes to this episode so that people can donate uh, to, to worthy causes that are supporting Israel, right. that are supporting the, the soldiers and, and any other needs that they have. It's enough sometimes if really you, you, you describe the right version of the emit to people here in America. Don't let people get fake news. This war is against the all. Against the all, the light is not only against Israel. And what they did to us is crazy. Unbelievable. Agreed. Thank you, Nidal. That was thank that you. was extra extra special. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll be Keep up the great, amazing work. Thank you, it's Nidal. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so that was Nidal Ghanim once again from Elite Vision Security. We will include a link to their website as well in the show notes. Uh, anyone who needs uh, any type of security, I can't think of anyone you could trust more than Elite Vision Security. Obviously, they are not sponsors of this show. I'm telling you this from experience and from knowledge. Uh, the person that you want handling your security is someone from the special forces like Nidal. Check them out, Elite Vision Security. Also, we will be posting links. You can donate to the IDF directly. You could donate to Hatzala. You could donate to people. There are many where the causes we're going to be sending a lot of different links as we come across them. Check out our WhatsApp group. And if you're not part of the WhatsApp group, of course, go to our website, kiddushclubpodcast.com and join the WhatsApp group there. Or you can join the WhatsApp group from these show notes as well. 
So that's all we have for you in this episode. And everybody out there, continue davening. Uh, do what you do. Remember, uh, spend the time, you know, doing something for Israel. And that is most likely done by saying a prayer, uh, by helping uh, by helping financial support to to one of the many worthy causes. And, and stay off the social media. Absolutely agree. Of course, to everybody here, stay alert, stay safe. To everybody in Eretz Yisrael, uh, our prayers are with you. We're davening for you. We're thinking about you. And we're praying for a safe resolution uh, to all of this. And we'll see you next time. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.